0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's it going to take for the BYU football program to notch a big upset on the road in Austin, Texas tomorrow against the number seven ranked Texas Longhorns? Well, probably going to take a lot, but we'll break it all down ahead on today's show. What's up everybody, I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everyday with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports and today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, my friends, create an account, use the promo code College, and get $20 off your first purchase. Simple as that. We'll tell you a little bit more about Game Time and what they're offering you later on in today day's show, but big game coming up tomorrow, BYU and the Texas Longhorns, the Cougars 5-2 and two on the season, the Longhorns 6-1, and one, ranked number 7 in the country, their only loss, a blemish in the Red River rivalry just a couple of weeks ago, when they lost to now number 5 ranked Oklahoma, this is a big game for BYU, I don't think I'm stating anything out of the ordinary when I say this is a big opportunity for the Cougars as they head to Texas, now many of you might recall this, but if you did not know, BYU in their history against the University of Texas is four and one all time. The only loss in uh, the five games that the Cougars and the Longhorns have played previously came in 2012 when BYU uh, came up just a little bit short. Uh, Brian Harson. Formerly Boise State's head coach and Auburn's head coach was the offensive coordinator that day. Uh, he had uh, he actually pulled out a trick play late in the game that sealed the win for Texas. Kind of a, a wild uh, affair. But the thing is, BYU's had a lot of success before and since then. Obviously, they had back-to-back matchups in 1987 and 1988, and then the matchups in 2013 and 2014. And I, I probably should say this right out of the gate also. Uh, a number of you uh, noted that I had my dates wrong, the years wrong, when BYU and Texas had played. Played in the early 2010s, yes it was 2013-2014 for whatever reason when I was talking with Connor Pay earlier on in the week, I mentioned 2014 and 2015 and also I mentioned uh, the Tennessee game if I recall, correctly, Tennessee, uh, talking about that game, I mentioned I had that year wrong as well, so apologies uh, for screwing up the years, but uh, you guys get the gist but nonetheless, back to the point at hand is that this is, uh, BYU's got history on their side and the funny thing about this is, is who knows when the next time that the Longhorns and the Cougars will play football because Texas is obviously headed for the exits. They're headed to the SEC after this season. And who knows when uh, they may want to schedule a non-conference matchup against a now fellow Power 5 program in BYU. I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility, but the good news is for BYU, win or lose uh, tomorrow, BYU will still have the all-time lead. Four games to two, potentially five games to one in the all-time series against the Longhorns. Uh, Kind of a badge of pride in many ways, I feel like. Because you talk about the Texas Longhorns, amongst the college football nation they just they're, they're one of the elite programs they're the richest if not one of the richest athletic departments across the board and they've just got a very, very rich tradition and it's a big opportunity for the Cougars. What's it going to take? And that's probably the top thing you're probably wondering uh, with today's podcast. Ronan Jake, what is it going to take for BYU to notch the upset? Uh, Simply put, BYU's going to have to play absolutely their best game of the football season. Am I saying they're going to have to have the best stats? Not necessarily, but they'll have to play their most cohesive football game to date. And what that means is you're going to have to have an offense that is taking advantage of any opportunities given to it. You have a, a true freshman, not true freshman, a redshirt freshman quarterback making his first career start in Malik Murphy. Murphy, as you guys heard, probably heard if you did watch our Thursday edition of the podcast with Jonathan Davis from Locked on Longhorns, he is a strong armed quarterback who is more than content to make plays in the pocket. He looks like Vince Young, just body type wise, 6'5, almost 240 pounds. He just he, he looks like a clone almost of what Vince Young was back in the day for Texas, but does not have apparently the scrambling ability that. Vince Young brought to the table for the Longhorns all those years ago in the early, uh, the early, the early to mid 2000s, and obviously some of those thrilling games. No snow, will be that Rose Bowl game that he led in that upset of USC. So uh, it feels like this is going to be a matchup of uh, two offenses. They're going to have quarterbacks who are more comfortable making plays from the pocket. Obviously, Keaton Slovis on BYU side and Malik Murphy on Texas side. BYU uh, on defense is going to have to bring it. They're going to have to confuse this young man. Now he has been well tutored. He's one of the high Uh, high high uh, recruits like 4 and 5 star type talent uh, depending on which recruiting service you frequent in terms of what you uh, believe and he is going to be well tutored by Steve Sarkeesian the former BYU quarterback in what he needs to do to attack this BYU defense is he capable of, of torching BYU I absolutely believe he is he's probably the best of all the backups BYU's played this month so far you mentioned Josh Hoover at TCU you had Jake Strong this past week against Texas Tech Malik Murphy is far and away head and shoulders the most Talented and most heralded of the bunch, so that could pretend some really, really uh, scary thoughts for you as a Cougar fan. Thinking about what he might be able to do against this BYU defense, but I think Jay Hill and the Cougars on defense learned their lesson, especially against Josh Hoover. Expect them to see, uh, expect to see them mix up coverages. Expect them to bring blitzes. Expect them to try different things, twist stunts, uh, corner safety blitzes, all the different things in their bag of tricks. They should unload it in a game like this. You've got nothing to lose. That's the other thing about this is when. BYU goes down there. They're anywhere from a, a, some sportsbooks have them as low as 16 points. Some have as many as a, 20 and a half point underdogs in this game. BYU's not expected to compete in this game and is expected to lose fairly handily. My thought for BYU is, is to go into this game thinking, you know what? Let's go give them everything we got. Let's throw the kitchen sink at these guys. Yes, we may have to show some things on film that some opponents in the final month of the season in November would obviously be able to prepare for, but why in the world wouldn't you do that in this scenario? You want wins of this caliber. You want a top 10 caliber win. Wins over West Virginia, Iowa State, Oklahoma State are great. Trust me. I, I'm all for BYU picking up those wins, getting to that sixth win and adding to it and becoming maybe 7-5, and 8-4 and four at the until end of the season. But wouldn't it be remarkable? Wouldn't it be just thrilling for you as a Cougar fan to watch BYU go and upset number seven ranked Texas and all but extinguish any hopes they had of making the college football playoff. That is what the dream is for here for BYU. So go. This is me. If I'm giving my rah rah speech to the BYU locker room right now, I'm telling the guys, just go in there and play loose, guys. You got nothing to lose here. We're gonna throw everything we got at these guys and see if they respond. Yes, they have an elite defensive line. Yes, they have got big bad receivers. They got some of the best talent collection uh, collected in all of college football. But we're BYU. We do things our way. We play hard-nosed football. We have ground our way to a five-and-two record, despite playing far from what would be considered a good football in certain circumstances of the season. We are a winning football program. Let's go get our sixth win and make it the biggest one of the season to date. That—that's my thought for Kalani Satake, if he was taking my advice. And trust me, he is not. But nonetheless, it is a big opportunity for BYU here. It is going to take their best game. In all honesty, if the game plan for me—if I could put uh, what I could put together for BYU if I could just wish it onto the football field. I'd like to see BYU have their rushing attack that they had from a week ago against Texas Tech. 30 rushes, 150 yards, 5 yards per carry. That would give BYU very much a chance to control the tempo of this game, but then you need to combine that with the passing attacks you saw against the likes of Kansas and Cincinnati. More notably, I'd probably say that Kansas uh, passing attack, but the Cincinnati one, once it came alive for BYU, was a quick strike offense that went up and down the field and was just absolutely elite. You need to have Keaton Slovis play probably his finest game as a BYU Cougar to date with, to give BYU any chance of winning this football game. I think it's going to be a game very much in the mold that BYU is going to have to soften up this Texas defense, much like what Oklahoma and uh, Houston most recently have done by passing the football on Texas. Their secondary is banged up right now. The defensive line, not banged up. They've got a kid in the middle of that defensive line. It's 370 some odd pounds, if I recall correctly. They've got a lot of big bodies along that defensive line, and they are elite talents. Pass rushers, uh, run stuffers. It's going to be hard to get BYU uh, running the football, it feels like, early on in this game without you using the passing game to open it up. So hopefully Keaton Slovis is on point and ready to do his thing, and hopefully he can uh, open some running lanes just with his ability to sling the football all over the yard and get BYU wide receivers open and the like. We'll talk more about uh, some of the game plan, what I would uh, do for BYU. I also want to talk a little bit uh, in terms of how BYU should be perceiving themselves in the final stretch run of this season. Obviously this is the final game of the month of October. You're 5-2 as we've already mentioned. You can get to 6-2 and two tomorrow. Who knows what you're capable of if you if you pull off this upset. But what does the back end, the final stretch run of the season look like for BYU? Win or lo- win or lose against Texas tomorrow? We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. Now, a word on our friends over at Game Time. We've been talking about them for a few months now. That's probably about Game Time, my friends, and they want to help you guys out with tickets. If you so happen to be traveling to Austin tomorrow, if you live in the area and you'd like to go to the game to watch BYU and Texas play, Game Time is the place to get your free tickets, not your free tickets, to get your tickets for the game. Free would be nice, but they're not going to be free, but nonetheless, they can help you guys out. You shouldn't have to worry about whether you're buying your tickets to your biggest event or your big next event. You should be celebrating the fact that you're going to that event, whether it's a sporting event, a comedy show, theater, no matter what it is, another basketball game, whatever you're looking forward to, game time is here for you guys. they got last minute deals, flash deals, and even zone deals all available to you now. They have easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, views from all seats in the venue so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive for the event. And they have the lowest price guarantee Guarantee, which is part of their deal to you guys. It's uh, really, really simple. You go on the app, a couple of taps, you got the tickets. They're right there in the app as well, so you don't have to search high and low through your email to find the barcodes for your tickets as well. They're right there available in the Game Time app, making it really, really simple for you guys. The best part is they also have a, a guarantee that means you get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference, more than what you would have paid. Uh, they'll give it back to you guys Courtesy of our friends at Game Time. So download the Game Time app today. Create an account. Use the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code. Promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day. Thank you for being every day with us on the podcast. Hope you guys are having a fantastic week whenever you watch and or listen to this. Uh, I've got another pair of tickets to BYU's exhibition uh, opener for men's basketball next Wednesday. I'm going to offer up to you guys right now. If you'd like to go to that game, take a friend or a family member, a son or a daughter with you guys, email me, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. I'm going to put them in the hopper. I'll do a little uh, spin it up. And I'll contact the winner and get you those tickets to go out and enjoy that game on Wednesday. The fun part is is I do have at least a pair of tickets to every BYU basketball home game this upcoming basketball season. They'll be given away. Uh, they're not for me to use. I bought them with the whole express purpose of letting you and Cougar Nation, maybe not have an opportunity to get out to the Marriott Center very often, if ever, uh, to go out and enjoy a BYU basketball game. And uh, here's the thing. Years and years uh, we've kind of looked at the, the the West Coast Conference Late of basketball games, it's kinda eh, whatever. You no, know, the Big Twelve folks, this is gonna be fun. This is gonna be real big time basketball. Some of the best athletes, athletes you will see in the NBA as soon as next season will be in the Marriott Center. So get ready for it. And obviously, I stay tuned all season long as we give those tickets away. We'll have different ways we do it. But obviously, if you want wanna win a pair of tickets to the they're playing Life Christian, if I recall correctly, next Wednesday night in the friendly confines of the Marriott Center. Email me now, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. That is the email address, and we'll get you uh, entered to win a pair of tickets. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about BYU in Texas now. A huge opportunity for BYU, as I've stated multiple times in this podcast. But BYU's going into this one, I feel like thinking, you know what? Let's just go in there and do what we're capable of doing. And what is BYU truthfully capable of doing? Well, truthfully, in any given f- a football game, you could come out with a victory and be 6-2 and two and have one of the stunning upsets, one of the biggest upsets of the season. That would be absolutely thrilling because I- I've talked about this earlier on in the week. The last time BYU played a top-10 ranked opponent on the road, it was 28. 18 when they went to number six, Wisconsin. And many of you might recall. Yeah, they did pull off that upset. 24 to 21 was the final in that game. Why in the world could you not draw on that experience? If you're Kalani Satake and go tell your guys, let's go do this thing again. Now, in terms of players being actually on the roster that would have played in that game, yeah, they, they not a lot of them are. If if any of them are, but nonetheless, they can look back at that and say, you know what, if they're capable of doing that, why can't we do this? The other thing about this is is if you let's say hypothetically, you pull off this upset, you beat Texas tomorrow in D.K.R. Memorial, you're now six and one all time versus the Texas Longhorns. You're three and two in the conference, and oh by the way, that's your first ever Big Twelve road win. Uh, obviously, they're zero two so far in their road games in Big Twelve. Play, you'd be right in the thick of the the Big Twelve race. That's the thing about this is if you be if if BYU does pull this off, and let's be very clear that they, it's the deck is stacked very very much in favor of Texas in this matchup. But if BYU does win this football game, they're three and two, and folks. You're going to start to hear rumblings. I'm not saying it's going to be big rumblings, but there will be rumblings. Okay, if BYU is capable of beating Texas, who in the world are they really going to lose to the rest of the season? And could they be the surprise year one debutant program that could potentially make a run to playing at AT AT&T Stadium for the Big 12 title game? Now, like I said, it's going to take, you have to win this game. This is the biggest game on your schedule right now. Obviously, the the whole talk is, yes, it's the next game. So that means it is the biggest game. But the thing is, if you truthfully want to announce yourself and say, you know what, we are the best of the newcomers, because I remember so many people saying that UCF was going to be the darling of the Big 12. I was kind of guilty of it. I kind of bought into the hype. UCF's now 0-4 to start a Big 12 play. Uh, Cincinnati, I I felt like they were going to be down a little bit. I thought Houston was maybe one of the worst programs uh, in the Big 12 this season, and they've kind of proven to be that. Obviously, they almost pulled the upset against Texas last week. But BYU, for whatever reason, there are people thinking that BYU was going to be the absolute dregs of the Big 12, 3-9, and 4-8. and eight. You went over Texas, and like I said, the conversation starts to say, okay, the Cougars in the final month of the season, they absolutely can make a run towards that Big 12 title game. It's going to take a lot for BYU to obviously get into that mix, but it would be a huge, Huge opportunity for BYU. Now, conversely, let's say they lose against Texas. All is not lost because you come uh, back to BYU, come back to Provo after that game, and then you make a cross-country trip to West Virginia the following week. The hope is that BYU will be able to acquit themselves uh, well enough against the Texas Longhorns, that going to West Virginia, there shouldn't be any fear of going uh, to uh, play the Mountaineers and not come away with a victory. I've got the thought that BYU, no matter win or lose tomorrow, they're set up for this final month of the season to be a real, real uh, conversation piece in the Big 12 conference. Could I be dead wrong about that? Absolutely. I've been wrong before. Trust me. You guys like to tell me all the time when I'm wrong, and I, I appreciate it. I, I, I truly, I, I mean, I'm not even facetious about this. I appreciate when you guys hold me accountable and let me know uh, when you think I've stepped or stepped out of line or crossed a line, whatever it is. But I think there's a big opportunity for BYU here to really announce themselves to a bunch of the naysayers and people that thought that, oh, it's going to take years for BYU to truthfully compete at the Power 5 level. For years, BYU has been competing at what I've called it a Power 5 adjacent level. They have played five, six, seven Power 5 games every single year. How many Power 5 games did UCF, Houston, and Cincinnati play? One, maybe two as members of the American Athletic Conference? I did not get why BYU is being discounted so heavily when it came to coming into the big 12 conference. And so far BYU has got more big 12 wins than the other three newcomers combined. They've got two. The other newcomers have one between the three of them. So, BYU's acquitting themselves well at this point. You really want to become one of the teams that in the power vacuum that's about to ensue when Texas and Oklahoma exit the program. We'll have a good stretch run of the season here. Now, obviously, that starts off with the matchup against Texas tomorrow. Uh, A few weeks out, you have uh, Oklahoma coming to Provo for it was probably the biggest home uh, game of the season. It's going to be senior day or senior night for BYU, depending on when it kicks off, but There's a big opportunity for BYU looking at the back end of the schedule to really establish themselves as, okay, Cougars, they're not far off, and that that that's the hope for BYU this season. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but I'm looking forward to this tomorrow. Texas, like I said, is not going to take BYU lightly. Sarkeesian, speaking of Steve Sarkeesian, he's a BYU alum. He knows what it's like to be on the side that BYU's on, because guess what? He was on that side. He led BYU to, it's probably the number uh, number two in terms of the finest seasons in BYU football history. It was the first ever time a college football program had won 14 games in a season, that fabled 1997 season. Frankly, uh, it's the season that really drew me into rooting for BYU as a young man all through my college years and now as a media member. My relationship with BYU has morphed a little bit because I covered them on a professional basis. But that 1996 season outside of the 1984 season it's truthfully one of the most magical, if not the most magical, season outside of having that hardware that the 1984 team has laid claim to with that national championship. So there is a lot on the line for BYU in this game. And I guarantee that Sark, he will be preaching to his guys, do not overlook these dudes. They may be that small school, that small plucky school from Provo, Utah, but Sark is going to be in their ears telling them, guys. I was the quarterback of that team. I was on the other side of this. Do not allow them uh, to come in here and punch you in the mouth. But BYU, that's exactly the mindset they got to have. Kalani Sitake is a guy who I I know he's as fiery as anybody. Any of you have seen kind of those inside uh, bits and pieces that they show every so often from his locker room speeches? He is as fiery and downright competitive as anybody on that football team, and you can guarantee he wants to pull one over on his former teammate in Steve Sarkeesian. This is a huge huge opportunity for BYU, and I, for one, cannot wait to see it play out. Could BYU get absolute boat, absolutely boat-raced in this game? Yes, they could. Could they go and pull off an upset? I believe they could as well. The fun part is it will all play out on the field tomorrow at DKR Memorial Stadium, and obviously, not, whether notwithstanding. We'll see what happens, but it should be a fun one. All right, we'll give you some final thoughts, uh, my keys to the game, what I think BYU needs to do if they want to pull off this upset, as well as my score prediction, if you did not uh, see it on yesterday's uh, crossover edition with Locked On Longhorns. We'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, a word on our friends over at PrizePix. They're a new sponsor here on the podcast, and they want to help you guys out, having some fun when it comes to daily fantasy sports. PrizePix is the largest independently-owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play Daily Fantasy Sports, and it's just you versus the numbers. There's no longer you competing against thousands of other people out there and trying to get one over and feeling like you never have a chance to win. All it is, uh, you uh, pick more or less than uh, 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 more than, more or less on over under uh, totals on two to six players, uh, their stat projections, and watch the winnings roll in. It's that simple, my friends. You can test your skills at any time when up to 25 times the bet amount you put in on it, and it's as simple as that. You take those numbers, you think, okay, uh, in the case of Oklahoma, uh, not to Oklahoma, Texas, and BYU. You think Keaton Slovis could go over however many yards they list, or Malik Murphy is going to, maybe the, the interception total for him is a plus or minus 1.5. You pick those numbers, and that's as simple as that. You can make your selections less than 60 seconds, and you can get paid out immediately from our friends over at Price Picks. They also have a reboot policy that your entries stay in place even if one of your players gets injured. With NFL games and college football top 25 matchups, you have the opportunity if your player exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second half, that player is rebooted it's the only daily C fantasy sports platform with injury insurance built into it my friend so take advantage now and get on it today go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college and get started today use the promo code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to 100 you heard that right pricepicks.com slash locked on college use that promo code locked on college for a first deposit match of up to 100 from our friends at price Picks. daily fantasy sports made easy Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. They've been working with us for years now at this point. I think we're in our second year working with them. The best part about Perry Homes is they want to help you guys out. Whether you want to uh, build your first home, you want to build your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. They say that all the time in our ads here on the network. The best part is they've got over 50 unique home designs to help you guys find what fits you as a home builder. And the best part is they will make sure that it works for you as well. That is what I love about Perry Homes. They've got communities up and down the Wasatch Front, Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, Utah counties. They also have multiple communities in southern Utah near St. George as well in Washington County. If you want to live down in the southern end of the state, they have the communities, home designs, and price points, like I said, all designed to meet your needs. The best part is they have, uh, offer, or they're have offering right now generous financing incentives to their preferred lender as well. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's Perry, P-E-R-R-Y, PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home. To Perry Holmes. All right, a couple of things going on uh, with BYU. Let's talk about. The matchup against the Texas Longhorns. We'll get to my final predictions of that here momentarily. But in terms of other BYU news, real quick, uh, I want to remind you guys that we have a really unique uh, thing coming to be to come to Locked On Cougars here in the next week or so. We'll see how it goes. Let's just put it this way: You guys have asked for more access to my I- information at times uh, via social media and on this podcast. Okay, I have the daily podcast, but. How would you guys like to get in touch with me one-on-one, ask me questions directly, that type of stuff, and do it from the comfort and safety of your own phone? It's coming, folks. Get ready for it. Hopefully, we'll have that up and running, like I said, in the next week or so, and you guys can have that access. it would be a really, really fun feature. I am super, super excited for it, so stay tuned for that. But a couple of notes uh, before we talk a little bit more about BYU in Texas. Uh, coming up uh, tonight, uh, BYU, the 8th-ranked women's volleyball program, takes on the Kansas State Wildcats out in Manhattan, Kansas. That'll start at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time. You also have uh, BYU men's and women's cross country in the Big 12 cross country championships. They're taking on uh, some of the best of the, in the country. Country when it comes to this, but the nice part is BYU is ranked in the top 10 for both men's and women's cross country and expected to contend for national titles. No matter making the jump to the Big 12, that's the funny thing about this. There's a lot of people out there that thought that some of these sports for BYU wouldn't make the leap. Well, the cross country programs absolutely have. The men's team uh, will be taking on their other Big 12 foes at the Iowa State cross country course in Ames, Iowa tomorrow morning. Uh, that will also be the same case for women's cross country out there in Ames. So best of luck to men's and women's cross country. Hopefully they can capture A couple of uh, Big 12 titles. Be the first, by the way, if either one of these, uh, either one of the teams win, be the first Big 12 titles for BYU in school history. So, congratulations uh, to all those athletes and best of luck to them uh, as they compete there. Now, eight uh, Cougars were honored in its first year of existence in the Big 12 with all Big 12 honors. Uh, Those include Leveni Vaca and Breca Mozingo being named to the first uh, team, all Big 12. Fantastic showings for them. Also, in the second team is Kendall Peterson, Olivia Wade Katoa, Ali Fryer, and Ellie Walbrook, and then all freshman team selections include Lynette Hernandez, as well as Cameron Jorgensen. So congratulations to all eight women soccer players, awesome to see them getting their just due. Uh, came just very, very close to winning that first Big 12 title in school history. They finished in second place. They will open up the Big 12 tournament on Monday uh, out there in Texas. So Best of luck to them. And then two other notes are for men's basketball. Real quick, Fuseni Triori has been named as one of 20 players uh, to the 2024 Carl Malone Award watch list. It honors the nation's best power forward in college basketball. There's only 20 guys on this list. It's good to see Traore getting that honor. And then Jacob Robinson for the second time this season. Season, was named the Jim Thorpe Award National Defensive uh, Defensive Back of the Week uh, by the Jim Thorpe Award for his role in helping BYU get the win over Texas Tech. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Really cool to see Jacob Robinson get the honor. I am stunned that Eddie Heckard did not get the nod on this because Heckard had that fumble return. Uh, it's a fumble return. It's fumble recovery for a touchdown and the interception that he had. But I thought Jacob Robinson was very good in his own right. So congratulations to him. On that award. Alright, uh, final notes real quick. So biggest thing for BYU if they want to win at Texas is you got to win the turnover battle once again. It's been the tried and true method this season for BYU. When they are plus in the turnover margin they have won every game they have played. They're 5-0 when they are plus in the turnover margin. Obviously this past week getting five turnovers absolutely critical to BYU's chances of getting that win. Uh, Dave McCann wrote this earlier this week. He was there in 1987 when BYU played Texas for the first time in Austin and BYU forced or I guess uh, Texas yacked up eight turnovers, which led to BYU getting that win in Texas. We'll see what happens. This is a first uh, career start for a guy in Malik uh, Murphy. Will he uh, rise to the occasion or will he shrink away uh, from the spotlight? We're going to find out all together as you watch this game play out, but BYU absolutely has to go out there and find a way to force turnovers and be plus in the turnover margin. you got to be clean with the football. No dumb penalties. No turnovers given up in uh, in uh, tough situations for BYU. You cannot afford to have that. If you do that, that's where this game could spiral out of control and BYU could find themselves getting absolutely uh, trounced by the Longhorns. Number two thing, you got to find a way to generate some kind of rushing attack. I'm not saying you need to run for 200 yards in this game if you do, because the history suggests when uh, Taysom Hill was at the helm of the BYU offense, yeah, you run for 500 and some odd yards, you're going to win a football game and you're going to blow them out. I'm not expecting that from this Texas team. They have got too big and too strong of a defensive line, it feels like, for that type of a performance for BYU. And oh, by the way, uh, Taysom's playing for the New Orleans Saints, no longer playing for the BYU Cougars. I know that Texas fans We'll be ecstatic about that. But uh, you got to go out there and find a way to run the football, at least somewhat. I am still expecting a very, very uh, strong passing game for BYU to be the key to really spring in the upset. But you got to have uh, some way to keep Texas's defense honest, and that's got to be with the offensive line. And uh, In this case, I'm really expecting a guy like Aiden Robbins to rise to the occasion here. I know L.J. Martin playing in his home state for the second time this month will want to have a, a good showing. But I think the two of them, along with Dion's Smith as well as Miles Davis if need be Got to find a way to have some success in the rushing attack. Does that mean, like I said, they have to go for 200 yards? No, but if you can keep some semblance of balance, control the clock, dictate the tempo and how you want to play this football game, that will go a long way to helping BYU hopefully have uh, this uh, have this uh, game with a chance to win it. Now, the final uh, key to the game in my mind is you got to have Keaton Slovis rise to the occasion. you got to have the Keaton Slovis that we've seen against Kansas, we've seen against Cincinnati, but he's got to play that for all four quarters. He's got to go out... There and complete 70% of his passes. It feels like go for 300 plus and pass for three or four touchdowns for BYU to win this football game. That's what I truthfully believe uh, I truthfully think it will take for BYU to do that. Can we expect that from him? I don't know, but he is coming off two of his uh, poorer performances this season against both TCU and Texas Tech. Will he bounce back? No time like the present to do it, and if he does it, it would give BYU all the more opportunity to pull off the upset. Now, that brings me to my score prediction. What do I predict to happen? Well, I talked about it with Jonathan Davis on our crossover edition yesterday on the podcast and kind of laid out my thoughts as to what I expected for BYU. I do expect BYU to cover the point spread. No matter what it is, 16, 18, half points, I think that's too much, especially with Malik Murphy making his first career start for the Texas Longhorns. Do I think BYU pulls the upset? I don't. I do think that Texas gets the win. I think BYU sinks to 6 and 3 on the season. Oh, excuse me, not 6 and 3. 5 and 3 on the season and then comes home and gets ready for another cross country trip as they go to West Virginia next week looking for that elusive 6th win, but I do think BYU keeps it within 14 points. Uh, since we did the podcast yesterday, I thought it was more of like a 14-point margin. The more I thought about it, just kind of looking at uh, metrics and uh, weighing the fact that it's going to be a first-time starter at quarterback for Texas, the, the secondary being beat up for the Longhorns, I think this is more of a ten point spread for me, so I'll, I'm going to say this. I'm going to I'd say I'm going to give Texas 28, BYU 18. We'll see how it plays out, but I, 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 maybe 31, 21. I think it's like a ten point spread, so somewhere in there. So I'll, i guess my official prediction. Texas 28, BYU 18, and uh, that's how I think it'll play out. And i love nothing more than to eat some crow on our postcast edition of the podcast uh, tomorrow evening. So nonetheless, thank you once again for all of your support of the podcast as always. Hope you're having a fantastic Friday whenever you hear and or watch this. Obviously, thank you uh, for continuing to support the show. Thank you for making it your first listen today. And thank you to all of you who are everyday with this po- with us on the podcast. Once again, if you want to win a pair of tickets to go watch BYU basketball next Wednesday, email us, lockedonbyu at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, with our postcast edition of the show, have a great rest of your day, my friends. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya. The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to Locked On College basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts.